Navigating Solo is the official singles adult ministry podcast of the United Pentecostal Church International. Navigating Solo is dedicated to encouraging single adults in every stage of life by using biblical principles to navigate discussion on various topics. Here's your host, Dr. Lorraine Orozco. Welcome, everybody. I am so glad to have my guest here for Navigating Solo podcast. We have Jolyn Mills, who is going to be talking to us about her life story and her testimony. And I'm so glad to have you with us, Jolyn. Can you just kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from, your education and your ministry? We're so glad to have you with us. Thank you. Um, I'm excited to be here. Um, So I am originally from Buna, Texas, and that's where I live now. Um, I went to JCM after high school, and then I later finished um, a degree, a bachelor's degree in communications. And currently I work for Larimer County, Colorado, doing communications. And I also have a small business. I'm a graphic designer and a print broker. I go to Eastgate Church in Vider. Um, Brother Matt Tuttle is my pastor. I'm on the praise team. I'm in the choir. Um, I teach a class. I lead a ladies team. I was involved with uh, youth ministry for about two years, but they finally fired me. Um, I'm thankful for that. Um, I have two girls, Georgia and Eden. Uh, Georgia's 22 and Eden is 19 and they're everything. Um, Eden just got back from a missions trip to Honduras and Georgia uh, yesterday got some print um, items in the mail and some signage and things like that for a logo that she created herself. It was her first um, piece really. And um, so in, they're both just doing amazing things in their own way. And I'm super proud of both of them. Awesome. Well, I wanted to mention to all of our listeners that JoLynn is part of the uh, national SAM team and she does the social media. So every time you see things on social media, that's something that JoLynn has created with her artsiness and her talent that she does. So we're so thankful for her. You've been working with single ministry for about a year or so. How long have you been involved? Yes, it's a year this month. Okay. And so you are the one that updates the page and stuff. And so, and everything that you see for the podcast, our logo for Navigating Solo, that is something that JoLynn has designed. So we're so happy that we have her on our team. So JoLynn, I'm just going to go ahead and go right in because you have an amazing story, an amazing testimony. And that's really why we're here is we want to encourage other singles who have gone through maybe similar situations. But I wanted to go in and ask, um, how did God begin to move in your life even before your divorce happened and while you were still a pastor's wife? Um. So God is so amazing. Um, and I didn't see it at the time, but looking back now, I see pieces that he orchestrated. Of course, divorce was not a part of my plan. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even going to say that divorce was a part of God's plan either, but he knew what was coming for me. And he started putting things into place that made the road for me so much easier. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, 
So to begin with, um, I was just doing my small business. Um, we were pastoring a church of about a hundred in the Atlanta area, Atlanta, super expensive. Um, so I had this side hustle, so to speak, so to speak, that I was doing at home, um, doing graphics for churches, small businesses, that sort of thing. Um, but circumstances changed a little bit and I saw a job posting um, that was kind of random. And the the thing that stuck out to me the most is that it was only 1.3 miles from my house. And mm-hmm. if you've ever been to Atlanta and you've seen Atlanta traffic, like that right there would be miraculous all by itself to be that close to home. So I applied for the job. It was for Gwinnett County, doing graphics and communications for Gwinnett County. And out of over 500 applications, they chose me for the job. And my boss later told me that they actually had someone else in mind, but she just didn't feel right about it. And and so she went back to the drawing board and she said when she started looking at the applications again, that mine sort of stuck out to her. And so I went to work for Gwinnett County. So fast forward a couple of years, COVID happens and they send everyone home. Um, And so we're working remotely from home and my divorce happens in the middle of COVID. And they allowed me to actually move to Texas and continue to work for them, which meant that I had a stable income. I had an Atlanta government salary in a town with, it had one red light when I left. Now we have three, it's booming. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was able to come here and my, my income didn't really change. It stayed sort of the same, my personal income, I should say. Um, So I felt like that was just the hugest blessing, like to just transition and just move seamlessly. Um, Mm -hmm. There were other opportunities that came up here that were amazing. I learned a new skill for not working with a nonprofit here, just PRN. Um, that was really exciting, something I'd always wanted to do, but never had taken the time to learn. And I was able to learn that new skill, being paid to do it. Um, And then my church, Eastgate Church, has just been phenomenal. Um, Before I ever moved, I knew that like when everything started to kind of come apart, I knew I had to come home. There was no way I could start a new life and not come to where my parents were and my sisters and extended family. Um, But that was like my first thought. And then my second thought was Eastgate. And I hadn't visited Eastgate since I was a teenager, but God brought us here. And it's just been such an amazing experience. My daughter graduated from Eastgate Academy. um, And then for years I had prayed, God, whatever you're doing in this season, please don't do it without me. And Last year, um, Eastgate Church baptized over 100 people and um, over 100 received the Holy Ghost. And this year, we're well over halfway toward that goal again. Um, And if you're not familiar with the area, Vider has like 10,000 people. So this is another small Texas town um, that God has just brought great revival to. And I'm so thankful to be a part of a church that... uh, where the Holy Ghost is moving and God is blessing it. It's just been huge for me. Um, and then for my daughter to get to be a part of that too. It's been amazing. Um, and Buna, there's not much 
here, no new construction. And God blessed me with this house. Um, you, there aren't really spec houses to speak of, but um, they were building what was supposed to be a retirement community. And, but there's no HOA because it's out in the country and, and Texas. Texas doesn't tend to like rules like that anyway. Um, but I was able to buy in this retirement community and God cares about every single thing, every little detail. Um, it's a little two bedroom, two bath house on a little postage stamp lawn, but this is my laundry room and mm-hmm. it's rather large for a laundry room. Um, and so I work from home in my laundry room in Buna, Texas. And that's just so amazing. So many little details. I literally could go on and on and tell you all the things that God did to make life so good and, and sweet. Um, but we'd be here all day. So I'll just stop there. (laughs) Well, I love this testimony because, you know, the way that God works and he sees the future, he sees things that we don't see and how God has just set you up in his provision financially. You know, you talk about COVID when everybody was not everybody, but so many were uncertain about finances, but God continued to provide for you and allowed you to be there in your laundry room, which looks amazing. And I complimented <laughs> you for this. And I thought, oh my, that does not look like your laundry room. How cool are you? I love your couch, you know. Um, but what God did for you, how great. And before we go on, I just have to say, Jolyn, that we have some similarities because we are birthday twinsies. Um, and so I had to say that we've been talking and getting to know each other. And uh, we both went to JCM too. So a lot lot of similarities there. So I'm so thankful that we are working together on this team um, and that God has done such amazing things for you uh, and, you know, following that divorce, what God did. So I'm going to kind of switch into gears and I want to talk about, because we talked, you just talked about what God did amazing and we can go on forever, but I want to talk about Specifically, what has been some of the biggest struggles, you know, after after the ending of that marriage and coming in, what has been some of the things that you've had to tackle? Well, in the beginning, I just wanted to hide. Um, I felt so vulnerable and fearful. And I don't know, it was a feeling like I've never had before. Um, and so on a side note, I do have to say, if you're divorce and move back to a tiny town. I do recommend doing it in the middle of a pandemic. Um, (laughs) I was able to run errands in town um, for months because I was wearing a mask and no one even knew I was back. So that was kind of nice. So, um, but anyway, I, I was so very, I don't know. I was embarrassed like this again, this was not my plan. This was not um, I just felt so vulnerable and that that's, that can be a miserable feeling. And um, so like, I remember the lowest moment that I had was I, it was COVID. I was trying to get everything switched over to Texas and to get a bank account here, I had to have a Texas driver's license. Hmm. Well, all of the DMVs had been closed for so long that getting an appointment was a really big deal. So it took me months to get an appointment and I tried to get all the paperwork together and, and go. And I drove like 45 miles to get to a 
a place that had the earliest appointment and all this. So, and you know, the DMV can be intimidating all by itself, but here I am with all this stuff. And then I have to fill out the paperwork and I had to put who would be the next of kin if I died. And I have to say in that moment, like it was the most isolating experience because I could not think of a single person that I could put down as who that my emergency contact, Mm. my dad had Alzheimer's. My mother was dealing with that. They're elderly. They were struggling. I knew they couldn't call her. My children weren't really old enough to handle a phone call like that. At that time, I have sisters and family, but I, at that particular moment, I realized what being alone really felt like. And so I was already kind of rattled. And then I go up to the DMV counter and I'm giving the lady all my stuff. And she was a DMV employee (laughs) as a stereotypical DMV employee, I should say. And, and she didn't like what I was giving her. It wasn't sufficient. And so she starts talking, telling me all the things that are wrong and she's holding my, and I just start crying at the counter. Tears are just flying out of, I don't know how else to say it. You know, it was the most, and she wouldn't stop talking and give me my paperwork back so that I could leave. Um, I just wanted out of there, but I found from that particular moment, I went and sat in my car and just laid over the steering wheel and sobbed. And from that moment, I realized, okay, it's me and God. And that was the beginning of turning that around. Wow. Wow. So sitting in there in that car, having that realization, um, you know, having the understanding of like, this is a different life. This is, this is a completely different life. This is not the one that I left in this big city. This is a completely different life. Wow. So I wanted to ask, and you're kind of just tagging on to what you were just saying is how have you gotten through these struggles? I realized, um, again, I, I, I had that feeling where I just wanted to hide, but I got the Holy ghost when I was five years old. And this is all I know. And I realized that I could just go sit on a pew for just a little bit, that everybody would be okay with that. No one would think badly of me. Um, and, and that, that I would be justified in doing that. But I had a little talk with myself and I thought, you know what, you know, better than that. And the the way you're going to get through this is to do what you've always done. And so that's what I did. And um, I joined the choir. I did find like what I thought was the least conspicuous spot where I would be (laughs) least likely seen from the live stream. Um, And there was a particular corner of the sanctuary in the very back that I could kind of hide and pray every day. And I found you know, you, I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. God is amazing. 
And I found him so real. And there were so many battles fought and won in that back corner of the church and in the right corner of the choir loft, kind of hiding in a little corner by myself. Um, God was amazing. There was never a time that he didn't come through in a huge way. Um, and, and so that was how I watched battles be fought one by one to, to healing. Um, and it was just amazing as he always is. Well, I love it. You're mentioning that because like you said, you could have just gone off and just sat in the pew, but you know, that wasn't sufficient. You know, the way that healing happens sometimes is like, let's get involved. We're going to get involved and we're going to keep going and we're going to keep doing what God has called you to do. And you're so involved in what you were as a pastor's wife and, you know, from going into that transition, but just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be in the choir. I'm going to do this. We're going to keep going. So I love that. I really do. And so I'm going to keep going on with this in the vein of thought. And I'm going to go with asking you, what has been some of the things that you've learned in your journey? Um, the first thing that I realized pretty quickly is that I had to give myself grace. And I guess maybe I was a little hard on myself, um, and other things. Like I would push myself to do things that I really didn't want to do. Um, but I, I learned to give myself some grace. Like I've been through a hard thing and it's okay to not do everything, you know, and not, it's okay to just say, you know what, I need a little need a little space. And that's been amazing. I probably should have learned that a long time ago, but, but that's one thing that has been really beneficial. Um, and I've said it already, but like with God, you can do really hard things. Like I feel so confident now in a way that I never did before because God has been with me and I've been able to do some really difficult things and, and I survived. Um, Another one, peace is priceless. Mm -hmm. I feel a peace that I didn't know was possible as an adult. Um, you know, life is tough. And and I just thought that that was part of being an adult was that, you know, there were going to be worries and, and things of that nature. But but peace is just, it's absolutely priceless. Um, and God will restore things back to you that, that you lose. I have, um, I was sad to leave my life in Atlanta. Um, I'd lived there for so many years, but I have such good friends here that have filled in those holes and it's just, it's a rich, rich life. Um, another thing is, so when the divorce first happened, I felt like I was probably the only one going through exactly what I was going through. Um, and I have found out that there are so many people out there that are experiencing the exact same thing that I am. And that's been a comfort, but it's also been a joy to be able to turn around and take something that was traumatic in my life and use it to help someone else. Um, and then the other thing is a triple A membership is well worth every penny. <laughs> so um they're building new houses all around us. And I literally bought tire number 17 and tire number 18 this past week. <laughs> so in three years, that's how many tires we have been through. Um, so get that AAA membership. They'll come to your house and change uh, 
to your spare in your driveway is pretty awesome. <laughs> Those are such great things that you've mentioned, but I just want to just hone in on two things that you said that really stood out to me that I know stood out to our listeners is giving yourself grace. And our listeners definitely need to hear that. We all need to hear that. Everybody, no matter in what season you are in your life, is the importance of being able to give yourself that space and be able to be like, you know what? I've been through some hard things and it's okay. It's okay if I decide that I don't want to, you know, do this. And another thing you said was so wonderful, Jolyn, is that God will restore things back to you, that God will give things, you know, that family or that, you know, those friends, the people that you had in another state, God has given those people back to you and, and other relationships and church family, you go to amazing church, you know, inviters. So, I mean, what, a great testimony that is, and people need to hear that is that God will, is a restorer. He'll give those things back Absolutely. to you that were taken. So thank you for that. And so going into transitioning into um, my next thing, and you're kind of going into that too, is what has been some of your greatest joys in this season in your life? We talked about the struggles, but what has been the joys that you have experienced? So I got married at 21. So I really wasn't single as an adult. Um, and so I have found that being single is kind of (laughs) great. I don't know if I can say that. Um, it's just, it's just been fun to be an adult and to be in control of, um, my finances and decision-making and all of that. It's been super empowering. Um, I love the freedom that I feel. Um, I, having a fresh start has been a very healing thing for me. Um, I love the fact that I bought a house and I pay the mortgage with God's help every month. And that's just a fantastic feeling. I I just really am enjoying life right now. And I want you to tell us about the business that you started. I know you already kind of talked about that because that is a huge accomplishment and the things that you do. And then also what you're doing for, you know, the, the single adult ministry. And so there's a lot of components that go into that, but, um, and, you know, I think that it's wonderful that you're mentioning that, you know, singleness can be great because I think so many times we talk so much about how it's like the most worst, awful disease in the world, but here you are smiling and saying, you know what, I love that freedom. You know, it's, it's good. It's a good life. And so, um, tell us about, cause I know, you know, your business is such a big part of, of, um, you know, what you do and, and what you do for God, but, um, how did that kind of business started? And I know you mentioned a little bit in the beginning, but. Well, I started doing graphics in high school and layout. It was very different then, but, um, it just kind of something I fell into really. Um, again, I think it was God guiding my life into what it would become later. So I started doing graphics. I started doing it for free at first because I didn't, I just felt like, you know, that's just what you do. And I started doing graphics for churches and um, and then church events, that sort of thing. But it just kind of grew from there. So now we're 13 years in and mm-hmm. I have some amazing clients. Um, it like names you would recognize, which is fun. I know we're not supposed to brag, but that's exciting to me. Like, you know, um, and then to bring it back here was really cool because like I grew up here um, and there's names here in the community that I've heard my whole life. And I have had the opportunity to do work 
with names that I've heard since I was a child. And that's, that just feels good. It's exciting. And the crazy thing is, is until last year, I never had a business card. So it was kind of like the plumber with the leaky faucet. Um, I never had made myself a business card. It all happened by word of mouth. And again, I, I just feel like that's God's blessing on the business. And I still love that I can help small churches, startup churches and all that, help them get started doing things that they might not be able to afford, but that God blesses in other ways. So I wanted to say, Jalyn, that what an amazing thing. This is something that you and God did together. Like you and God accomplished this and, you know, doing great things in these people that you, like you said, you grew up with and now you get to work with them. But, uh, and being able to, to do that, that independence, that freedom and being able to pour yourself into something that you loved and so passionate about. Um, we see some people that are kind of just stuck in maybe a job, but it's not just a job for you. It's, it's something that you enjoy doing and then you get paid for it. So absolutely. You know, Look at what you and God did. So that's awesome. Um, So I kind of want to go into asking because you are a mom and you do so many things at your church ministry work. uh, And then you have your own, um, you know, homes stuff that you have your two daughters and your daughter that lives in home. So how have you managed to balance your ministry, your work and home life as a mom, as a single mom, particularly? So I think... um that that's such a funny question because that was my goal for so many years was to find balance. And I just read an article last week that said that balance is not possible. And I believe that 100% because I've tried for so long. Balance is not possible, but harmony is possible. This this is the article. This is not my thought, Um, but I love it. Um, So if you hear maybe a piece that an orchestra is playing or a band is playing. All of the instruments are playing together, but each one has the opportunity to be the main focus of that particular space in the music. So, um, you know, some are, they have their chance to shine. They're louder than others, you know? So, I mean, there are times there are going to be fires that you have to put out and it's okay to do that. And then come back and pick up where you left off. And that's kind of the way that we have done this. I work a lot of hours, but I'm able to work late at night. And then I don't start work until nine o'clock in the morning. Um, So I'm able to do all the things. So there may be things like I just work whenever, whenever there's a need. I fit it into wherever I can, but I don't miss anything. I don't miss the things at church. I don't miss the things with my girls when it's important. I'm there. And I think that's, that's part of it. Like I've just kind of embraced the work as a part of my life and I just fit all the pieces in where they fit. And that's really worked well for us. Yeah, that, that is a good way to look at things. Um, So I also kind of wanted to go into switching gears to again and just kind of ask because we did mention that you are part of, you know, the National Committee doing singles ministry and been helping with that for the graphics and stuff for about a year or so. But how has being involved in singles ministry helped you with this transition in your life? 
Well, first, I had a wrong interpretation of singles ministry, and I feel like so many people do. Um, and so I was not planning to be involved with singles at all. But about a year ago, Sister Debbie Size and Sister Cheryl Carter um, started using me for graphics for Sam. And um, so then it was almost like I felt obligated to go to a conference because I was doing this work. I felt like I should go show support. But the shocking thing to me was that it was the most amazing conference I've ever been to in my life. And I can say that hands down, it was the most personal conference that I've ever been to. There was not a single message that did not minister directly to me, addressing things that I had thought, things that I had said, like it was there, like it was so real. And literally, I left that conference a changed person. Um, The other thing that I loved about it, I thought it would be awkward to walk into that room and be the new person or whatever. But you walk into the room and you realize that every single person in that room experiences the exact same feelings, emotions, worries that you do because they too are alone and navigating life by themselves. So, um, it was, it was just, I don't know. It was a place of belonging. I felt like I fit in. I didn't have to explain myself to anybody because they already, they already got me. Um, and so that was, that was just huge to me. So since that time I have drank the Kool-Aid and I am on board. I love to be able to uh, reach out to other um, women in particular, pastors, wives who've gone through similar situations and to just be a friend. Um, that's been, that's been such a blessing to me to be able to turn around and, and help somebody else and, and just encourage each other. And um, speaking of encouragement, we do have a local group here in Southeast Texas that is working to build a community of encouragement for former pastors' wives. And then at General Conference as well, there's a break that's been going on for several years now where uh, one of the mornings, everybody gets together and has a breakfast and just just kind of has a friendly exchange, just encouraging each other. So if you're interested in attending at General Conference, there will be information on our website, information on the Facebook page. Um, and then, of course, in the General Conference um, booklet as well, there's details on where you can go for that. Okay, that's really great information. So these are people that have been in, in ministry before. Yes, and single people- again in ministry. Okay, that is awesome. There, there is a breakfast for singles. At, I'm sorry, it's a lunch for um, singles at General Conference as well. And okay. of course, you can always find many events um, for singles on the Facebook page for Sam as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great that you mentioned uh, that you, the hesitancy of first going to a singles conference and then realizing that everybody was feeling the same thing, because I know there's going to be there are a lot of our listeners out there that are kind of contemplating, like, should I go to a singles conference? Like I thought about it going, but I'm not really sure how I'm going to feel at the awkwardness, you know, but understanding too, that you said everybody in that room, I don't have to explain myself because they are also navigating solo. You know, they are also navigating their life and they are feeling the same things that I am feeling 
And so, you know, that's a great encouragement. So if any of you guys are having hesitations about going to a conference, a singles conference for the first time, you need to go because you will find like-minded people who are in your same shoes. And so you don't find that at every conference. And so this is a unique conference to go to. So going in, in that direction too, I want to ask you, what would you like to say to anyone who is going through this same season of life and, and needs some encouragement? I guess I would say, don't go by what you feel. Mm -hmm. You may feel rejected. You may feel like you've just wasted the best years of your life. You may feel forgotten. You may feel like you want to disappear, um, but God knows exactly where you are and he is not finished with you. There's still so much more life beyond your divorce. Um, and so um, if you are a former pastor's wife, I'm sure just like me, this was not part of your plan. It's, But God is not surprised by your circumstances. Um he didn't place a calling on your life because you were half of a team. That's just not the way God works. He had a plan for you when you were born and he has a plan for you now. There's a purpose for your life and there's a purpose right now. Find a way to plug in and let God use you. We can, you know, we find our fulfillment in that when that's your calling. Um, and the cool thing about it is that it doesn't matter where you are, you will find fulfillment in ministry because we're serving for the kingdom, not for our own kingdom. We're serving for him. And so that same fulfillment, it doesn't have to be the church that you pastored. You will find that same fulfillment wherever you serve. Wow, that is some good stuff, Jalyn. I appreciate you saying all of those things and mentioning that because you know, sometimes when people are thinking like, ah, it's over, but you know, God, God is not done. He's not done. So we're going to start wrapping our session up and you have been such a blessing um, to all of our listeners and to me as well. Is there any last things that you want to mention to people that are listening to the podcast today? Um, I think that in my ministry before, and then now too, I hear a lot of singles talk about waiting for marriage before they do this or that. And I just want to encourage everyone that you have this time in your life where you do have so much freedom. And, and so I would say your life is not defined by whether you are married or single. That doesn't define who you are. You can't control that anyway. Um, but you can focus on the things that you can control. You can build your career. You can get involved in ministry. You can start a business, go back to school. You can become a mentor for someone. You can invest in yourself and take the trip, do, do all the things um, and build a life right now that is fulfilling and all the things that you want it to be. And then the other thing that that I think is so exciting is don't forget to dream again. Like don't, don't forget to let those dreams, God cares about those things too. And, and just don't be afraid to dream big. Amen. Amen. That is good stuff. Well, Sister Jillian Mills, thank you so much for being our guest today on Navigating Solo. 
Um, we appreciate all of your encouragement, all of your comments, and for sharing your beautiful testimony and your story. So to every all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Join us next week for another great interview on Navigating Solo.